0: Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Sarah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea and let's get started. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today? I'm so mentally tired. It's been a long week and I'm having some nice water to wake me up. I know. Oh gosh, it's been a long week. I woke up today just like.
1: (laughs) It's been so long. (laughs) I know. Well, and then this morning I woke up with a headache. Um, I often will wake up with headaches on Saturdays just because um, mm-hmm. it's like, it's my one day a week to sleep in with no alarms going off. And so sometimes I call them I call them sleep hangovers, <laughs> but what happens is just like, I don't get enough sleep during the week. And so when I take the opportunity to sleep in on a Saturday, mm-hmm. my body is like, what are you doing? Why are you sleeping so much? What is this? Huh? I don't know, something's <laughs> wrong. It gives me a headache. And so, yeah, I often will wake up like too much sleep sometimes gives me
0: a headache. So, oh, uh, struggling this morning. Yeah, I had one yesterday, but I think that's also because I, okay, I went without tea yesterday. I mean, I had chamomile tea, but I didn't have caffeine. I was planning, so I didn't have any before I went into work. And then I was planning on having some at work. And then I um, saw a post about the reminder that it is, it was the anniversary of Verbi Wade. And oh, right. she did with penance. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't planning on giving up tea for the day just yet. I was like, well, I typically fast anyway, maybe I'll just do an extra rosary. And then I was like, you know what, I haven't had tea yet today. And maybe that will be my fast. And so yeah. then I just had like a headache the rest of the day. Cause I think I was in caffeine withdrawal. Oh no. <laughs> but it was um. okay. I mean, it was just like a mild like headache. And it was also because I use caffeine to stimulate my brain when it's like really tired, like, like mentally tired. Just yeah. I am um, I am in school and I have other stuff going on and so there's just like a mental load that I have mm-hmm. and because um, one of the things that I'm doing is putting together this um, guide of medications for one of my classes and one of, ca- oh, cool. one of the categories I'm like it's stressing me out that it's so I had difficulty finding them and then I found them but there's not all the information that I can just like so easily like all the other ones, it was so easy to find Mm -hmm. all the information. Now I'm like, oh, like this is like weighing on my mind. And it's just, I'm sure it'll be easy to find the stuff, but it just is a little bit extra taxing. And yeah, yeah so there's just like different things. And then I'm actually turning in a couple assignments late today, just because they were due yesterday. I think like it was just a couple of discussion board responses, but I was just like mm-hmm. so tired. I was just like, I just don't care anymore Yeah, because <laughs> like, this is on a quarter system. The one class that I'm taking and it's over in two weeks. So I'm okay. just kind of like mentally done with it. And I'm like, okay, it's not actually all right. You have to still do the stuff.
1: You <laughs> can't check out
0: just yet. No. And I'm just like, I'm so done. <laughs> like, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I do find meditations can be stressful to find when you're writing a paper. <laughs> you're just like, yeah. okay, what like
1: stuff am I putting in here? <laughs> yeah. I did this this morning. So I'm not a big essential oil fan at Mm -hmm. all. Like I'd rather reach for like, like actual, like seek actual medical help before I would do essential oils. But I have found that with some very minor particular ailments, essential oils work very well and very quickly. And so I happen to have some eucalyptus essential oil. Mm-hmm. um and I read it's like take a little drop of eucalyptus oil and put a little dab on each of your temples and oh. just like let it just like rub it in a little bit
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that like it I mean I, to be fair I've also had a lot of coffee this morning and I've just like been like a little up and about I feel better but I haven't taken anything like I usually take excedrin mm-hmm. uh, with extra caffeine but i had I haven't done that today Oh. So,
0: who knows what worked but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I've just been like waking up every morning the last couple weeks just like feeling not well rested like my body but my brain is just like and I think it's just like the mental load (laughs) yeah
1: yeah that's so that's so hard like I've been trying. I've been a little, a little bit. Uh, no, I would say a solid 40, 60 better. Getting more sleep. I need to get more sleep in the week. So there have been times where I've been trying to go to bed a little bit earlier. And I see, Yeah, I still don't wake up feeling rested. Oh. I've never, I don't think I've ever. Yeah, I don't think I've ever actually. I think it's a myth. I think waking up feeling rejuvenated and ready for the day is
0: absolutely a myth. <laughs> so. It's fake. Well, I think that we will definitely think that if we get married, like if we find like our men and get married and have children, we'll just be like, that is not something that's in reality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. I don't know I- what
1: I have to do. Well, then like, so I will wait to fall asleep until like after midnight most nights, <gasps> because then once I like do lights out. I fall asleep pretty quickly. Whereas if I, you know, try to do lights out at like 1030 or 11, I lay in bed and it takes me a while to wind down. Oh, Nothing changes between the two. Like I do the, all the same things. Like I know you're supposed to like limit screen time before you yeah, go to light. bed. I don't always do that, but I um, do no, that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no matter what I do, like I might be tired, but I will still like lay in bed for like 20 minutes with just me and my thoughts and that's fine but it's also frustrating because I'm like "Ah, go to sleep go to sleep so I think sometimes I wait till just absolute exhaustion
0: (laughs) yeah Sometimes, sometimes like I know that when I had bronchitis and I was on medication for that the medication I think was keeping me up and I just could not mm. fall asleep I was like on like oh, no. hours of sleep, three hours of sleep and I was like but I was still functional but my brain was just like wired um, so talking about well, the interior, maybe we should go into our espresso shot <laughs>
1: yes our espresso shot today comes from Pope John Paul II saint Pope John Paul the Great.
0: We got to figure out what we're going to call I, him. Uh, I think Catholic think Brit knows how to properly say this.
1: <laughs> we'll have to ask her. But uh, <laughs> our espresso shot today is love of Christ does not distract us from interest in others, mm-hmm. but rather invites us to responsibility for them to the exclusion of no one. I think that's really cool. Love of Christ does not distract us from interest in others, but rather invites us to responsibility for them, to the exclusion of no one. And I think that's, you know, speaking as someone who seeks out Catholic community, mm-hmm. all the times I've moved around, I, I always like tried to plug into the Catholic church mm-hmm. to find people, um, cause you wanna run with the people who are going to help build you up. And I think that's kind mm-hmm. of what he gets at over here is like the love of Christ unites us. Like it brings us together. And when you see, when you see people who are running with you, like run the race. I don't know. I'm, picture, I'm picturing this, like you know, runs runs wise to win. I think that's in the Bible, Philippians. You're running the race with all of your friends, all these people, and you're. It's not a competitive race. You're all trying. You're. It's your own individual race. Everyone's trying yeah. to get to the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to help each other, we're trying to all get to the finish line. and yeah. Help each other. And Mm -hmm. so you feel, I don't know, this, yeah, like a responsibility or just like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: keep each other accountable Mm -hmm. while you're trying to run this race.
0: Yeah. And like for me, that's, I'm thinking about how sometimes I believe that I have excluded people, but only because Mm -hmm. like in cases where I, I don't like to impose myself on others if I think that they don't want to hear from me. So, but that's, sometimes it's just because they're quiet. And I think that like, I scare them. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, like, I'm not going to like, try to talk to them or form community with them. Cause I'm like, oh, I don't think they like me. So I don't think that they would want to have a community with me. Like they might be like, oh, (laughs) yeah. And I do need community. Like we all need community. It's something that I've been struggling with in the recent months and especially with um, different things being shut down. I was just talking to somebody the other day that there are different things that have been happening every week, but I haven't been going Mm -hmm. just because I've been like, okay, I really have to prioritize school or whatever. And then I'm like, you know what? I think that's that's something I'm going to have to reassess and like, okay, go out of my way to like, like carve out time for community, like in-person community and not just... Mm -hmm. Virtual community, yeah, and it really isn't about because before I was thinking it's like, well, are they really gonna be around my age, like, or other things? And then I'm like, you know what? I just really need community, so I don't know how much that matters, but I also know that. So, my sister goes to it every week, and she says it's really stimulating, and people are really intelligent. I'm like, oh, I like those things, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's me. I think the benefits of it would outweigh the costs and I can still get my schoolwork done. I just, I'll just have to like eliminate where I'm getting in in other areas that Mm
1: -hmm.
0: because I I thrive in, in Mm in-person and, but then there's like these other areas where I'm like, Oh, maybe I have not been helping others as much as I could have just because I I, because I wasn't reaching out to them and maybe they don't want to hear from me, but maybe they would, like, I mm-hmm. wouldn't know until I tried.
1: <laughs> yeah. I like the last part of that quote too, like to the exclusion of no one, mm-hmm. because I think, you know, like when you have, like really have something that you value, you want to share it. You want to share it. Like, so the love of Christ if you have that on a, such a powerful level on any level at all, you want to share it. Like you want to spread that love to anybody that you encounter, because it is a beautiful and it's a great thing to have, to be in communion with Christ and his community to celebrate with people. So like the more, the merrier, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the exclusion of no one, you know, it reminds me of a homily. I, I heard from one of my college chaplains one time, He, I don't know, he kind of related, you know, like being in relationship with Christ and having and really recognizing that beautiful love of Christ is like, he was like, I mean, no one takes it and like hides it in a drawer, right? It's kind of like if I had a lightsaber,
0: yeah, you know,
1: like I'm not going to stick that thing in a drawer and hide it so no one sees it. Like I'm going to show everybody that lightsaber, you know, like look
0: at this cool (laughs) lightsaber, right? This is your (laughs)
1: <laughs> like, it's really funny oh my gosh it was an epic it was this epic I'm not articulating it well at all it was like people still talk about it today mm-hmm. it was years ago but um yeah. the the lightsaber homily was one for the books um <laughs> it was so good uh, I wish I wish it would have been recorded but, yeah, but like it, but it is it's kind of like that same concept, like you have something really cool and powerful and life giving. You don't want to just like let it sit in a closet or hide it in a drawer or mm-hmm. like you like you want you want people to be a part of it too, so you don't exclude yeah, you don't exclude people. um, you want to share it with them.
0: Mhm, that reminds me of how, so I know that some people are very much against talking about their prayer life publicly because they believe it's a private matter and they don't want to flaunt it sure. um and that's something that i mm, i just don't have the same way of thinking about that um yeah and i have i will post about going to confession and mm. He, then it's like I won't know if that's actually doing anything. It's like, okay, am I just bragging about going to confession or what is this? And then I have people be like, "Hey, I really love your reminders for confession." Yeah. And then I had people in the past that have been like, "Hey, I see you post about confession a lot, and I want to go back, but I can't go to my own priest because he knows me. Where can I go?" Mm. And I'll be like, "Hey, here's all the mass, like here's all the churches, and here's all the confession times," and so sharing these great gifts to the church like confession's a gift I believe um it's like we're literally having our sins washed away in there and I think that some people like just like sharing things like that or like Eucharistic adoration and people are like oh what is that so not like high just like no, yeah like these are cool things that you like you we want people to like get these things
1: and
0: yeah, sometimes they don't really think about it or like mm-hmm. until somebody mentions it and I think that's part of I guess that's part of building community and because then you can also invite people to go with you like hey like do you need someone to go with mm-hmm. I, can, I can go with you like hey here's this event where confession and adoration is happening yeah. or hey let's like, go to daily mass together or like let's go to Sunday mass together
1: mm-hmm mm-hmm well, because again, yeah, it's it, it is that you know, like that accountability, and it is. It's nice to be able to go with somebody, but it's also I like I like both. I could go either way. I could. Oh, me know, too. <laughs> I am not
0: going alone or with a lot over the group.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think there's a difference between you know sharing the things that you do to help build your own spiritual life. Like I'm going to Eucharistic Adoration. I'm going to go to confession. I'm mm-hmm. gonna, you know, try to pray this novena, mm-hmm. um, that novena you know, whatever it is, but then, you know, I, and there's a difference between that and like sharing what you're praying through, because I think that is like, I don't know a lot of people who will do that or like, you know, cause that, that, that kind of prayer is very intimate. Like that's between you and Christ. Right. But I think you're, right. I think, you know, it's more about like the witness, like, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm doing this thing. One of my, one of my best friends told me about the St. Joseph Novena. Mm-hmm. And my, I, my Bible study is actually doing the St. Joseph Novena as a Bible study. And I am super excited about that. Um, I don't, I didn't know much about it, but then I started, um, or they told me a little bit about it and um, I'm super, I'm super excited about that, but I didn't know much about it until someone told me about it. And so I think like sharing things like that is really cool. And Mm -hmm. just like to, you know, maybe that's something that someone else will want to do.
0: Yeah, definitely. And because I, I'm becoming friends with St. Joseph. So I'm like, oh, that's really cool. And I'm about to go like get the St. Joseph consecration book. Mm-hmm. And Cause I want to do that over Lent. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. I'm like which one's coming up? No, like, gosh, okay, like we already coming... had Advent. Now it's going to be Lent again. It's not a continual Lent. It has not <laughs> lasted an entire year. Like some people Feels think. like it, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I think that's something really cool is that I've noticed in my own local community that there's like shared devotions and people like, hey, like I'm about to do this. I feel like, oh, that sounds really cool. Like, I'd like to do that too. And I guess like I get one area that I've been struggling with is not really having a whole lot of community around me. And yeah. that's something that's really hard to deal with when you're just like feeling very alone. But then when you have the community around you, you're like, oh, life is so much easier to manage when I have community. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. I know for my own self, like sometimes it helps if I make plans to go do something like we're going to go to mass, you know, this day. It it helps me sometimes to make plans because I know if it was just me, I don't know why this is, but if it was just me, I'd be like, if something came up or if like I had a bad day or if I was tired or something like, oh, I'll just. Maybe I'll just put it off until, you know, another time. But if I have plans with somebody, I, I don't like to be flaky. And so um, it really bothers me. You're one of the few. But yeah, but like, I think that's so funny. Like for myself, I'd, you know, put off maybe if I, if there was a reason, but for somebody else, I would like power through, like, even if I had a bad day, I would power through for that person. Cause I, just like not wanting to be flaky and mm-hmm. it is, it's an accountability thing.
0: Do you think that that's the extrovert in you that doesn't want to be flaky?
1: Um, no, I think that's just more, that's more, um, like a you
0: thing, like a personality.
1: Yeah. It's more of a personality. Like I know that I appreciate it when I can depend on people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I also want to be able to have people depend on me. Uh, right and th- that i think is just more specific toward me i don't think that's an extrovert thing i think it's just okay um
0: i agree like with when, that yeah yeah because i'm i try not to be flaky <laughs> like, i try not to commit to something if i'm really not sure because i've had people like hey are you going to sing i'm like well you can go and find out if i'm going to be there by seeing me there <laughs> Um, yes. just Times where I'm like, I can't, I don't want to give a definitive answer on something, but then if I, if I do plan on being somewhere and, or whatever, like I really try to not break my plans unless like I'm sick mm-hmm. or something, or like there's some family thing happening and there's legitimate reasons but um because I've yeah. I've had people feel like I mean like hey can we reschedule this thing came up or just like various things and I just and sometimes you're just like really looking for, to, forward to seeing somebody so like knowing mm-hmm. like my end where i it's like okay I really need to see somebody someone has like okay yeah like let's meet up and then they like are like hey I have to reschedule and I'm like this was gonna be the highlight of my week <laughs> but that's like really a me thing sometimes where it's like, okay, there's been nothing happening and then get let down. So I try not to flake on people either just because, you know. And
1: there's, yeah, like, like I said, there's, there's a total like legitimate Mm. reasons and like, yes, take care of yourself. I get, yeah. there's sometimes I get just get frustrated more when I can like, I don't know when I can like see that. Flakiness, like yeah, um, (laughs) they wait till last minute, or like yeah, it's fine. If you need to take care of yourself, if you have things to do, just tell me that. Anyway, yeah. So I, yeah. So going back to to that, I know that I really appreciate it when, when I can lean on others to help me, and we can help each other. There's also that I don't know if you've ever heard this this analogy where if you take you know a heap of coals. And you set it on fire, you know, it's very strong. All the coals are very hot. But if you take one coal off of the fire and you set it off to the side by itself, it gets it gets cold and it eventually dies out.
0: Oh um, yeah. I know where this but is. But when going. you put that
1: coal back on the pile, it yeah. gets hot again. Yeah. And all of them together get so hot that it starts like it starts a flame mm-hmm. even. And I've heard that analogy before, and I really like it just because we are meant for community, you know, mm-hmm. we are meant for being united in, yeah. in, especially in the church. And it just helps, it, it helps, you know, cause yeah, if you kind of try to go at it by yourself, maybe you can be, and that's a valiant effort, but the church is community like that. It was built that way. And it's important to try, like to be able to help each other out, to help our brothers and sisters out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't want to be a co off by myself. Cause I'm, <laughs> it's not going to go well. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd rather stay with everybody else. <laughs> Maybe that's an extrovert thing. I don't know, but um... <laughs> well, introverts need people too. Oh gosh. Yes. I know. I, sometimes it, uh, it drives me crazy when introverts, introverted gets translated to antisocial yeah it drives me nuts when you're an introvert it does not mean you're antisocial not all like I know so many social introverts it's just that we
0: know
1: (laughs) they gotta go and that is totally fine but it doesn't mean like they hate people they just when they need it it's it's about your energy I Mm -hmm. get energy from people introverts get energy like they recharge themselves Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and the thing is that they do get their battery recharged and they need a place to spend it
1: yeah (laughs) they need to spend
0: their battery like exactly so and I know for myself like I'm someone that I mean my battery has a limit like I am an extrovert but my battery does have a limit (laughs)
1: yep I'm the same way yeah. But
0: yeah, and then sometimes my battery does decrease if there anxiety or stress can decrease my battery. Oh
1: sure. Because mm-hmm.
0: if I'm like, okay, I'm getting what I need socially, but if it's way in my mind that I have other things I need to get done and I'm like, oh, I'm running out of time to do those things, that can be like I have to like, I have to like leave the social situation and go get my other stuff done. <laughs> yeah. But if I have that stuff done, then that will increase my battery. My battery will be increased by getting my stuff done. Then I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I can spend time. But then, like, and I mean, my battery is still going to like go down again, but it will take a lot longer. And, but then there's been a couple of times where I was like out watching, I get my schoolwork done. And I'd go watch football, college football with the guys. Yeah, you guys know I have a, I've had a number of guy yeah. friends. And then I'll watch football again the next day, like, yeah (laughs) the regular football and then I would go I've gone to church I got to the gym I would um just like talk to my best friend on the phone texting people and then I would go to a young adult group and then it's like but by that point I had spent so much of my social battery and Mm -hmm. then like people might be going out to dinner afterwards and I'm like yeah I am mentally checked out now like I cannot <laughs> hold a conversation with anyone that I don't mm-hmm. live with yeah I'm just like oh this is taking up a lot of like I just like, yeah. spent my entire like I because someone's like texting me they're like hey where'd you go are you coming to dinner I'm like I'm on my way home I I'm just uh, my battery's mm-hmm. done <laughs> like mm-hmm. I spent it all this weekend I need to go watch TV <laughs> Yep, a little, little <laughs> chill,
1: just a little chill time. That's, mm-hmm, always, mm-hmm. that's always nice.
0: Um, yeah. But I haven't had my battery spent like that. Yeah. So I'm just like, I need people.
1: <laughs> I know. I like people. Like, when well, it's just like going back to the, the community aspect of, of like the church, I, I really love how within the church there's like different ways that you can be drawn into community, different mm-hmm. ministries, even. But um, like there's something, you know, there's something for everybody usually, not just in like the church, but just, you know, in your friendships in general, like there's, there's so many ways that you can be with people that who are interested in the same things that you are, you know, like Eucharistic adoration, whether that's, mm-hmm. you know, taking it, like helping out with the RCIA class. I I really enjoy that there's different branches of community within the church And you can, and that kind of gives you the opportunity to give of your time. Um, But also like, again, helping build yourself up, your build, like keep your spiritual life strong is a really, I don't know. I think that's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. And I just think that's something for me is, um, so outside of church activities, like a part of like the church ministries, I've never really been involved in those, but I've Mm -hmm. been involved in like the social gatherings that are specifically for young adults And I know for me, something that I've struggled with is people, if there's, like, no new people that are filtering through, because I, like, need, like, new interactions also and not just the same. Like, I'm, like, good with, like, my, the same friends, but, like, I need, like, okay, here's, like, I need new people. Like, I need new energy and new personalities. And sometimes, like, in where I'm from, there were, like, the, like I'm a part of this group that there were people that were only in my area because of college. Mm-hmm. And then they graduated, they got jobs elsewhere. They went back home and cause they were graduate students. They were finished. They were getting like, they were becoming doctors or like getting other kinds of PhDs. Like they moved and I'm still in contact with one person. He's a dentist. He lives in California now, but there's just like, when there's like a lack of new people that can really stifle me a bit. And I'm just, Mm -hmm. I need like, I just like need new conversations. I like need new, I need my old people, but I need new people too.
1: (laughs) Right. And I think it's interesting that you say that because I, yeah, I like new people too. I think especially coming from somebody who moves around a lot and Mm -hmm. has had to start over in multiple locations, like as the new person, I always appreciate when people are open um, Mm -hmm. and inviting But I also think that God places the people in your life that you need um, Mm -hmm. to help you along your journey. I have so many friends like that, that like lifelong friends that have been put in my life. It is, and it's absolutely orchestrated by God because we help each other and it's been so good. And yeah, like as the new girl in particular, I I always appreciate it when people are open to meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm always just looking for like, Again, like when God puts the right people in your life, maybe you need to encounter them. Mm -hmm. Maybe they need to encounter you. And I always want to be open to that possibility as well. Just like maybe they're looking for something and I can help them or vice versa. And I think being open to that is super important.
0: Yeah. And I think that there's something to be said for um, if someone's new and then if like there's a well-established group, but like they're very, I think that sometimes like I've been, I mean you there's just so many inside jokes or like you're just seeing like very like i think there's a point for um something to be said for remaining open to like helping new people feel comfortable and welcome and not like they're excluded because it's already an established friendship group yeah. and they're like all these like little clicky things and like inside jokes that other people wouldn't quite get and i think that sometimes that just happens at like when um people are just like very soft-spoken or quiet and just like they're not sometimes people I'm afraid of encountering new people sometimes if I think that they'd be very like afraid of me I'm like oh
1: sorry yeah. but then
0: I'm like wait but maybe they do want to be talked to because sometimes I'm afraid of encountering an established group if I'm like okay like sometimes it's very easy when they are very welcoming and it's like okay cool I feel like I'm being invited in and other times it's like Okay, they seem like they have an established thing, and they're not looking for new people.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I've been because I've been to places where there was one place I lived where I went to. They had a weekly Bible study, mm-hmm. and so the new girl in town, I you know went to this Bible study because it was a Catholic thing I could do. And but this Bible study was huge. Like, I'm not even joking. 50 or 60 people were there. Wow. And, um, yeah. And it was, which is amazing that so many people are going to Bible study. Like once they hit like maybe 55 or 60 people, they split off into mm-hmm. two groups. That's still a lot of people, but it was, yeah, it was kind of hard. Cause like everybody kind of had their own circles and no one was really <laughs> looking to expand their circle. It seemed, which is, I mean, like, that's fine, but it was also kind of odd. Like, I also like. I used to be very shy. Um, And sometimes, those oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I was, yeah. In high school, I was the girl who, that shy, quiet girl who was in the library every chance she got. Like I used to be very shy. And so sometimes those tendencies still come out where I'm just like, I'm not sure where to start here. Mm -hmm. Like I'm super extroverted, but I'm also shy sometimes. And so it is kind of hard just like knowing where to go, like, who's going to be open. And I respond better to someone who will like, look at me and see that I am maybe unsure of where to go or like who to talk Mm -hmm. to. And like, they come up to me and they say, hi, um, I don't think I've ever seen you before. What's your name? And it's, you know, once you get that entrance, then I'm good. But it's just like, who's going to be open to that? Because it, it's, it's an, especially when you go to a Bible study that has 60 people in it, mm-hmm. um, it can be a little intimidating. I think it's also easy for someone who's new to fall through the cracks because there's just so many people.
0: Right. And people might not be aware that there's a new person just because there's so many exactly.
1: people. Yeah. And they and, might all
0: be new and they might not know that, know that everybody else is new too.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hard to keep track of. Yeah. It's a tricky situation.
0: But. Yeah, I know that there's been times where like I've been new, but like other people have been new, but they just like talked to each other like they were best friends. And I'm like, okay, like I'm not part of this, like they are an established thing. Like we just met each other five minutes ago. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> But that's just me like sometimes recoiling into myself because I'm just like okay like I don't know if I belong it seems like they Mm -hmm. all know each other and like they might think I'm a weirdo for approaching them they're like oh yeah we're all like new too and I'm like oh okay I could have just talked to you. I don't
1: know I think yeah I think just like we need community we need people like when you think when you see how many communities are established in the church, like it is important. I think that's what Christ calls us to is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, no man is an Island we're meant for community one way or another. And the church is a community and there's a place for everybody there.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah. I know that when the churches were shut down, Mm -hmm. um, and I, um, I talked to my priest at uh, it was like a drive-through meal pickup thing Uh because my church sells dinners about it was was happening weekly at that point um Mm. during Lent and he was saying that or maybe it was after Lent um but he I was like hey are you excited that for mass happening again he's like he's like I am so excited because we are meant for community Uh we are not meant to be watching mass on our computers or TVs, we're meant for being with each other.
1: Yeah, that present. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm
1: like, we miss you so much. And I think it's powerful just to be there with each other, but also like the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. We are all in perfect union in the Eucharist. Mm-hmm. We are all united. And so, yeah, when you can't, you can make that spiritual communion. I know when you watch it on online, which is, which is nice, but it's, it's kind of like, it's "It's not not the same.
0: same. (laughs) Kevin will definitely be like, this is not the same. You're not getting the same graces. This is not the same thing.
1: Yeah. I remember the first big death in my life was my grandfather several years ago. And I remember the day that he died you know, I mean, it was, a, it was, a, it wasn't a sudden thing. It was very slow. He, he very slowly passed away. And so, you know, it wasn't a huge shock, but you know, when you, when he died, the day he died, it was still like this, like he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember, you know, being with my family that day. And when I went home, it was like 11 o'clock at night. And I just was still so emotional. And I didn't like the idea of living in, a world where my grandfather wasn't there, you know? And so I ended up going to the Newman Center because they were, they're open late because they're college kids, they don't sleep. Um, But they they had adoration. I think they were having adoration at the time or at least the church was still open. And I Mm. went there and just like, was within the presence of Jesus because I knew that my grandfather was with, he was with God. And I just wanted to be with him for a little bit longer. And so- I found like I found comfort in that knowing like um, I can still be with him if I can still be in the presence of the blessed sacrament then I can still be with him and I think that's something that's always comforted me in any kind of situation with losing a loved one
0: yeah yeah Um, I've always found Great companionship and adoration, but I guess for me, I feel much more comfortable. Like, cause that's, I have a very, we all have a very intimate and private relationship with Jesus. So sometimes I do feel a bit more relaxed when it's just him and I, like, you know, like on an adoration date, you're just like, okay, like, no, I'm just like having my, like my one-on-one Jesus time. I just need his company. <laughs> like yep. we, we do need communion and he's present there yeah. and so sometimes like the only community, like sometimes like in those moments, like the community that I need is just him. And I'm like, okay. Cause I, like sometimes I do feel funny, like being at adoration with a friend and I'm just like, okay, we're both having these different conversations with the same person, but we have no idea mm-hmm. what they are. <laughs> yeah. But then there's other times where you're having a really great conversation with that person in Jesus' presence. And you're like, okay, we're having a holy discerning conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But I totally understand what you're talking about because I cannot imagine life without my grandmother. Yeah. Like I honestly, I was like a preaching confession. I'm like, I'm struggling with the idea and the reality that she is mortal yep. <laughs> and that someday she will be gone and she won't be up like physically someone that I can visit and like mm-hmm. hold her hand and like give yeah. her a kiss and say, I love you and share my life or read her a book or pray a rosary with her. So I, oh, when she passes, I'm definitely gonna be living in adoration. Channels. Yeah, and it's just because he's a great comforter. Mm-hmm. He he's there, and sometimes like you have like you do, you spend that time with your family, your friends while you grieve, and then there's a the time when they it's time for like that them to like you you go home, and sometimes you need more Jesus like sometimes you just need more companionship like I don't know who that is for you you need your loved one you need somebody else and sometimes like I'm just like I need Jesus like I need to just sit in a Mm -hmm. warm adoration chapel feeling Jesus hug me and be like hey I'm taking care of them it's okay like I like Mm -hmm. I, I agree with you but I think that sometimes the voice been hardest is when I haven't had people around me. Like people that didn't reach out or people that are like, okay, you're grieving. I'm gonna give you space. I'm like, I don't need space, I need people.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting because I, I'm the opposite when grieving. Um, <laughs> I I prefer space. And I guess it's different with you know, with anybody. I think yeah, I think that's interesting that you lean into people because I think that's the natural oh, when someone has something big going on you kind of, you don't want to push them, you don't want to bother them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you just kind of like take a step back. Then do you feel like you you tend to seek people out then and say, hey, yes. I'm not okay. and I, I need a buddy. I,
0: I do feel shut down when they, I seek them out and then like, I'm giving you space. And I'm like, mm-hmm. but I'm not asking you to not give me space. But there are people that I do need space from people that like, it's like, oh, don't cry. Don't cry over this. I'm like I'm like shut up. You do excuse not get me? to tell me not to cry. <laughs> I'm like oh, let me suffer. feel my feelings. Don't suffer. I'm like excuse me. You don't get to control me suffering. <laughs> <laughs> like no, I am suffering and I am unified with Jesus in this. Shut mm-hmm. up.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. I think sometimes suffer. it's hard too, because yeah. if people reach out and you're not entirely sure what to do or what to say, and mm-hmm. you don't want to say the wrong thing or like something that's not helpful mm-hmm. to that person, like there is kind of that pressure when you know that someone's going through a hard time and they, you know, they, they turn to you. You're like, Oh, okay. Don't mess this up. <laughs> um, you know, but.
0: Well, there's but a yeah. lot of wrong things to say. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend that, um, when I found out that he lost his mom, um, I called him and then he called me back and I was like, Hey, feel your feelings. He's like, feel my feelings. I'm like, yes, feel your feelings mm-hmm. and don't pressure yourself to feel your feelings. Just feel them as they come. And then as they go, you can kind of be like, okay, feelings are over now. Don't bury your feelings. hmm when it's happening embrace it like go with it just go with Mm -hmm. what's happening don't try to escape your feelings because they're going to come back and you need to process these
1: yeah
0: and he told me he's like I was wondering if you're reading one of your books as you were talking to me yeah I was like I was not that I just don't think it's helpful to tell people like oh don't cry don't don't be sad I'm like what do you mean don't be sad (laughs) Because we are sad when we lose loved ones because we love them. Mm-hmm. And we lost them. And sometimes people are very in a good place where they're like, okay, maybe they were in a lot of pain and they are kind of at peace. They're like, okay, I'm at peace now knowing that they're not in pain anymore. And I mean, I've gone through that too, like where I've like pre-grieved and then I'm like, okay, now I'm at peace. They're, they're not in pain anymore. And I wasn't expecting to be at peace. But I just think it's so dumb. People are like, don't cry. And I'm like, don't tell me not to cry. <laughs> and I'll just be straight up with them like, no, you need to shut up. Oh, You're saying
1: that I should just push down my emotions? That sounds healthy. Yeah. Okay, so then... So moving forward mm-hmm. uh, to our, our grounds to cover for this yeah. week, what's something that we can do to try and foster community in our own lives or to like mm-hmm. plug into the community that already is there? Um, I think reach out to people like, Hey, if you haven't talked to someone in a while, like check in on them. Like, Hey, I was thinking about you. How are you doing? Yeah. Sometimes that makes such a difference. I know, I know sometimes for me when I struggle, I tend to do it in silence until it's more than I can bear and then mm-hmm. I might mention something and so when someone just reaches out and says hey hi I hope you're having a great day you know or hey yeah. I was just thinking about you I wanted to see how everything like that means so much to me especially like either way like mm-hmm. even if I'm fine but also like when I'm when I'm having a bad day or if I'm going through a hard time it just that that outreach means so much to me I know so I know a lot of people are like that
0: too, but yeah. Yeah. And I know that like, there's times where like, I'm someone that I kind of train myself that when I am feeling alone, I will, I will reach out to people. And there's been times where I've been like, Hey, I'm feeling very overwhelmed and I feel alone and lonely. And this is Mm -hmm. me reaching out. (laughs) And then I have people be like, Oh, Hey, (laughs) like you gave us a firm call. Like, okay, this is what you need. (laughs) So now Mm -hmm. we know how to respond to this. Um, And something else that we can do is, um, one of my friends, he taught, is talking about starting up like either like a book club or a Bible study.
1: Yeah. And I think that's, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's easier than some people might think. Mm -hmm. Um, just like, you don't have to be an expert. You don't have to be, I don't know. Like I'm in, I'm in a couple, I'm in a Bible study. I'm in a couple book clubs and and, like, it's just, you know, you pick something you want to read and you talk about it. And you say your opinions, like it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be anything like so super official. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's actually like the book clubs and Bible studies that I'm in right now have been just a godsend, especially in this pandemic, because it is a sense of community. And that's, it's been, it's been such a blessing to like have a check it, like you check in with people every week. And, you know, when it's a small group, there are like true friendships that come from that. And I think that's what we all you know, we all need in our lives like true friendship and community and being able to like feel a part of something. So yeah, go for it. Start up a book club. Start up a Bible study. Just
0: do something. Yeah, yeah. And a friend of mine, she was telling me about how she and her husband are thinking of starting a Bible study. They recently demolished their house because of a horrible house fire that happened, but they are talking about like starting a Bible, like a Bible study once their house is rebuilt. Yeah. Yeah. Because that will also be in like a year and COVID will probably be over by yeah. then. <laughs> Knock on wood.
1: Yeah. It's also, I think, you know, you will find, and I know a lot of people will find that if they just decide to do something and they say, okay, people, like, um, like so what I'm thinking of is my, you know, when I started mm-hmm. on that holy hour mm-hmm. for every, the monthly holy hour, you know, I was like, okay, we're going to create this event. We're going to share it with this, Catholic Facebook group in the area and yeah. you know hey guys this is happening and i remember thinking like the first one i was like even if it's just us <laughs> the musicians and the priest yeah that's fine like what a great time spent like we're still in prayer that's a great that's a great time spent either way but then mm-hmm. you know and then we had a bunch of people show up and it was great because i think people are searching for community but i think if you yeah. just you, you take a step and you just say okay this is what's happening Mm-hmm. we're doing it like people people will come people will
0: check it out yeah 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 definitely and I do want to, just want to touch on what you said about like when people reach out to you and like check in on you and how like touched you are by that that's something that like when people do that with me too I'm always never expecting it because um yeah. as someone that's I, I'm usually doing the reaching out and I don't mm-hmm. think about myself mattering to others and then yeah. thinking. and I don't think about myself as being someone that other people think about
1: Oh, <laughs> but yeah, I get um, that. Yeah, I can, I can understand that.
0: Yeah. Like there's just times where I'm just like, I just don't fit in. Like, and then people, mm. yeah, people don't think about me. And then, and then when people reach out, I'm like, oh, <laughs> well,
1: cause it's a hard, like, that's a hard feeling to sit with too. Like no one wants to feel like nobody cares. So be the person who cares y'all. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm somebody,
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm someone that's, oh, I'm like, I'm always thinking about others before myself, so and then i'm like oh somebody thought about me
1: yep not always like you could like you can really make a difference somebody yeah can really make the make their day so yeah
0: and like and you don't know who isn't like who is like a person that's like me and they don't think that people are thinking about them so you could like really touch them and like make their day by reaching out to them
1: yeah So <sighs> um, well good well this is really good i hope that yeah um Yeah. I love, I love community and I love, I mean, I don't think that's just an extrovert speaking. It's just like the idea that you can have a place, like everybody has a place somewhere. You just have to find it. And if you're frustrated, you don't have community in your life. If you don't have that, I'm sorry. That's a hard, um, that's a hard place to be. I found when I'm looking, you know, it doesn't come, it doesn't come easy to me. It's sometimes it takes me a long time to find the right place, the right fit, It just. Really pray and ask God to take you where he, where your people are, um, where that community is, because you do have a place. God wants community for you. He wants you to be with people who are going to love you and help you in your spiritual journey. And I would pray for community, pray for that God leads you Mm -hmm. to where, to where you're meant to be.
0: Yeah. As I was about to say that, um, pray for what you need. Because and then look for see how like listen and look for how God's answering that because Mm -hmm. He could bring you to community He could like like hey like a community could just like start up because somebody else did something Mm -hmm. or it could involve like involve prompting you to reach out to people yeah and God answers God does answer these kinds of prayers Mm -hmm. done it for me a bunch of times and it's like oh hey that's an answer to the prayer yep.
1: So if you, you need community in your life, don't give up, just pray about it and be open and God, God will lead you to where you need to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, this has been great guys. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. We'll hope to see you next time. Yeah. Bye guys. See you next week. Hey guys. Thanks so much for dropping by Carol's coffee house this week. We hope you enjoyed our conversation on community. If you have any suggestions or ideas on topics that you would like to hear about or that you're interested in, or if you want to let us know how we're doing so far, or if you just want to give us a shout out and say, hey, we would love to hear from you. And you can find us on Twitter at carol underscore podcast, or you can drop us a note at carolscoffeehouse at gmail.com. We hope you guys have a great week. God bless. We'll see you next time.